and welcome to episode 13 of the Inclusion Podcast. I'm Dr. Julie Costin, and I am so excited about today's episode. I'm here with my co-author, Caitlin Karen, and we have spent the night celebrating our new book, The Too Much Unicorn, and we wanted to share it with our podcast listeners. So normally this podcast is focused all on school inclusion, but today is going to be just a little bit different. And my co-author, Caitlin Karen, I don't know how many of you have ever met her, but I'll tell you this, if I were to think of someone famous that reminds me of Caitlin Karen, it would be Ellie Kemper, for sure. And she is an incredible writer, a great friend, and if you're going to write a book about a too much unicorn, you're going to want to write that book with Caitlin Karen. So anyway, without further ado, I want to welcome you, Caitlin. Wow. Thank you so much for that introduction, Julie. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, that feels like a lot of pressure on me, and I feel <laughs> like too bad for Ellie Kemper. But I am so happy to be here with Julie and to be talking about this book with you. It is such an amazing opportunity. So the book just arrived in the mail, and I want to just make sure that we tell everybody about the book before we jump into the rest of the podcast. It's a book about a unicorn named Eunice, and I'll just tell you about the front cover. On the front cover, she is standing there in rainbow leg warmers. She has a fabulous blue tutu on and a green t-shirt, and she looks like she's up to something. And we wrote this book because both Caitlin and I have been described many times in our lives as too much, and so we came together on this project. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about how we plan to do this episode, and you'll get to learn a lot more about the book. So Julie and I decided that we would spend some time kind of asking each other questions back and forth about the process of writing a book, our favorite parts about this specific book. It is the first children's book that both Julie and I have written. It is the first book that I have ever written. Julie, on the other hand, has written, you know, a bajillion million books as her legions of fans already know. I also want to say that this book is available on Amazon. So please check out The Too Much Unicorn and buy yourself a copy because it is so fabulous. And you guys, I'm sure, will really love it. I want to start by having Caitlin tell you how this book came to be. So I guess I'll ask you the question, Caitlin, how did this book come to fruition <laughs> from the beginning to today when we had this book published? Okay, so sometime at the beginning of last summer, I happened to be driving near Julie's house and I just thought, oh, I'll see what she's up to. And she happened to be basically hanging out by her fabulous pool. And she said, oh, come on over, you know, and, uh, and we'll just sort of bask in the glow of a lovely summer afternoon which was great and I get there and she has these two ginormous floats <laughs> in her pool both of which happen to be unicorns so in sort of like true Caitlin Julie fashion we just started naming the unicorns talking about the unicorns and somehow that naturally morphed into gosh, I've always wanted to write a children's book. And I feel like I, you know, sort of have these stories, you know, always kind of humming in my brain. And the two of us just kind of started riffing on the idea of a unicorn named Eunice and was too much. Because another thing that we had talked a lot about was that whole idea of somebody saying to you, oh, 
you are just too much, which both Julie and I had heard quite a bit in both our childhood and adulthood lives. Cut to, we basically come inside and open a Google Doc and just start writing down our ideas. And from there, we have created this beautiful story that I just couldn't have imagined that summer day sitting by Julie's pool. Yeah, that's exactly how I remember it. And I would say also at that point, these characters came alive in my head. And it's like we created Eunice that day and her brother Ollie that day. And the fun part of it is how those characters kind of just started creating stories in our brains when we weren't together. And then we'd come together and put them onto the Google Doc and create more experiences from their lives. So it was a really, really fun opportunity to do this together. Oh, definitely. Okay, now it's my turn to ask you a question, Julie. So what is your favorite scene from the book and (laughs) why? Okay, so um, I'm going to... I'm going to glance through the book here and think about this. I'm I'm thinking it might be uh, the waffle scene. I'm going to start there because this is where we get to meet Eunice's entire family. And she is making um, a huge mountain of whipped cream on top of her waffle. And you get the sense, I guess, when you look at her family's faces that they're a little bit over her, right? They're a little bit tired of her always being too much. And also she's talking nonstop in the morning. And it reminds me of my own experiences in life. I wake up early and you do too, Caitlin. We wake up early. Yeah. And anybody who's ever roomed with us or hung out with us or been our roommate or partner knows that we both wake up early before the coffee's even ready. And we are talking, you know, from the minute our eyes open. Talking a lot. Right. And so uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback about that. And so this is kind of our first where you get to see what it's like to be too much, both from the perspective of Eunice and also her family. So that would be one of my favorite scenes, but I might need to pick a second. Okay. And the second scene that I would pick, I'm not going to really explain what's happening, except you get to see Eunice's desk at school and you get to see all her classmates' desks too. And... If you look at her desk, she has multiple colored papers, pencils, markers, crayons. She has lit her desk up, so there's like beautiful lights, beautiful flags. And then, of course, above her desk, she has a sort of a three-dimensional flag that says Eunice. And in this particular picture, she's asking uh, her classmate, do you want to borrow a pencil or some tape or glitter glue? And... It just speaks to both our love for the art supply and office supply, but also sort of how we're both really prepared with any possible supply that anyone might ever need and really willing to make new friends and give them (laughs) supplies. Actually, you're more willing to share. I'm more willing to let people look at or admire my stuff, but not use it. That is definitely true. (laughs) Um, Julie is a little bit... um, Ooh, I don't even really know what the word be would be. I know, it's a tricky <laughs> word. I think protective okay, of I like your it. office supplies. Like um, yeah, that's protective. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Caitlin, it's my turn to ask you a question. What point in this book best represents you? So that's my question for you is find a spot in this book that you really see your own personality 
in there. Okay, so something that I have been told pretty much my whole entire life is that I have a very purposeful walk. (laughs) Uh, So I'm a pretty small human. And um, I walk, apparently, uh, like I am much taller than I actually am. And there is a scene in this book where we see Eunice sort of marching down the hall saying, I wonder what this is about. Uh, Again, trying really hard not to give too much away because we want you guys to go to Amazon and purchase this book and find out these little mysteries that we are hinting at. And there is something for me about the way in which she is walking and the intention and the kind of like, I am in charge here, that I very much remember from feeling when I was a little kid, slash maybe still feel whenever I'm walking down an empty hallway (laughs) and uh, there's nobody else there, that I just kind of own this universe. And that's something that I really respect about Eunice throughout this book, that I can, in this particular scene, relate to, although I do wish I had her confidence all the time. Oh my goodness, that page is totally you, marching down the hallway. (laughs) She's on the way to the principal's office in this particular scene. Uh, What do you think the message of this book is for readers? So we had fun writing this book, but it has a message for sure. And I would say there are several messages in this book. But the main one and the main theme being it's okay to be just as fabulous as you want to be. And there's a little bit of a critique, I would say, of schooling in here where I think that there are institutions like school sometimes and like other places where children or girls in particular are told to be quieter, to be smaller, to be more silent. And this is a book that absolutely rejects that notion. This character Eunice rejects all notions of conforming, rejects all notions of being quiet, silent, still, and makes herself really seen. And the beauty of this book, I think, is that she always possessed that quality, and no one else had to tell her or teach her that she was just right as is. So that's what I would say the message is. What would you say? Would you add to that at all, Caitlin, or... Yeah, I think that that is a really beautiful answer. And I think particularly the fact that one thing we really want to highlight is this idea that that Eunice owned her own fabulousness and too muchness and and sparkle and brilliance without any adult having to affirm or reaffirm that for her or having to give her that knowledge that she is actually the one who gives that knowledge to the adults around her. And uh, and that was definitely something that we wanted to make known with this story is that, that kids already own their own stories. They know who they are. And, uh, and, and when we give them the opportunity to kind of to share that and show that and be that, they get to become their own just right selves. I just want to ask you the question, who should read this book? So, well, yeah, like <laughs> who needs to read this book? We're in the middle, just so you know, I'm going to put a plug in. I'm going to interrupt myself yeah. and put a quick plug in for what we've been doing tonight, which is we are currently making a list of influencers in the world. So get ready, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and all the other <laughs> fabulous women that we have put, not put on this list, and men that we put on this list, because we're going to be sending this book out to influencers because we really want to get the word out. So 
the reason I'm saying this to our listeners is if you are an influencer, if you know influencers, and if you're willing to share this book with them, we would love that. Yeah. So I'm just going to go back to my original question. You had a lot of thinking time for that. Um, <laughs> who should be reading this book? You know, who who's the audience for this book? Okay. I think that off the bat, our audience is definitely young girls and young women, but I think that this book applies to young boys and young men and young any person out there who feels like they are maybe just a little bit too much and feels like the world is trying to quiet them, trying to shrink them, trying to put them into a box that they know they do not fit in. Um, This story is for anybody who feels like they shine a little bit too brightly for some of the people around them. Um, And this book is really intended to make people feel like it's okay to shine too bright. It's okay to be too loud. It's okay to sing um, your own song and all of those other kind of cliched metaphors (laughs) about basically being yourself and being unapologetically yourself. Uh, And that's kind of what Eunice's story is overall. So I think it's, I think, what would you add to that? Yeah, no, I would just add, today we got our first review back, and the person wrote this. Her name was Susie. I don't know who she is. And she said, this is the book I wish I had if, oh. when I was a child. And um, I was thinking, and so I'm 46 years old, and I was thinking a lot about what it was like to grow up kind of as someone that moved too much in school, talked too much in school, asked too many questions, asked why too much, went to the principal's office a lot, um, got in trouble a lot. And it was so far outside the norm then. And so I don't know how old this person was who wrote this critique, but I loved that. She said, I just wish I had this book when I was a kid. And so that's something else that I love. So if I can kind of counter that a little, I was not the kid who was in the principal's office. I was the kid who conformed and felt like I had all of this pressure to not share the parts of myself that were more vibrant, that were a little bit outside the kind of like sugar and spice and everything nice (laughs) version of who little girls are supposed to be. And it took a really long time for me to get to a place where I could just be me. And it really bothered, I think, some some people. Mom, I'm looking at you. Um, For a little while that suddenly I wasn't willing to be put inside that box. But, um, and so, so for me, this is about the kids who feel like they're trying to be somebody else. Stop. Be you. Only be you for forever. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> the end, right? <laughs> okay, great. So I think this has been a good introduction to the book. If you go to Amazon, you can see the description, and it gives a really nice summary. Caitlin wrote this beautiful summary of it. And... That's a good place to look to see what it, you know, really is all about. And we hope you check it out. Uh, if you know of anyone who's too much, if you yourself have been considered too much, you need to share this book with them. So thank you so much for listening. And we wish you love and joy and peace. And most of all, that you can be your just right self in the world. So thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you on the next podcast. And thank you, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. This was so fun.